episode 159 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by the Adelphi Racing Club. Adelphi offers an interactive ownership experience with real-time access to other partners, trainers, bloodstock advisors, and other members of the team. I should know because I am a club member. Join the Adelphi Racing Club and enjoy watching this spot that you can see on America's Day at the races, and you might find someone that looks familiar at the end of it. We'll be starting the show shortly. Adelphi Racing Club, offering a truly personal racing experience. Looking to own thoroughbred racehorses and win at the highest level circuits? We're not just a syndicate, and our members aren't just investors. We are partners. Experience the Adelphi difference. Join the club today. Contact us to get a taste of the Adelphi experience and come hang with us this Saratoga meet. And now let's start episode 159 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Good evening and welcome to episode 159 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. I am pumped. I am excited. I think many of you know because in about, what time is it? About uh, 14 hours. We got to put the banner up. In about 14 hours, I will be in Saratoga Springs. There we go. One day. One day. It's my first trip ever to Saratoga. I'm very excited for that. Glad you can join us on my personal last show this week, but it's not the last show of the week of the HHH Racing Podcast. We'll be talking about that. Make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen after you do that. Hit that notification bell. That'll tell uh, you when new content will rise. Also, smash that like button. That'll tell uh, YouTube and its viewers this is a great show and they should follow. You guys know the drill. You can follow me on Twitter at H Kravitz. And by the way, I'm going to have a lot of really cool interactive stuff on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, but you don't follow me, please do so because I believe I'm an excellent follow. I'm going to want to have great uh, pictures, videos, a lot of cool stuff coming up this weekend for my first trip to Saratoga. So please follow me on Twitter. Of course, on the bottom of the screen, you can also see my email hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. And also on the bottom of the screen, you'll see here in just a second, I'm promoting tomorrow night's show. Tomorrow night, we'll be uh, covering the Great Stakes Day. It's Haskell Day at Monmouth on Saturday. The past performances will be coming out late afternoon, tomorrow evening. And my awesome co-hosts, who I'll bring on here in just a second, uh, Pete Visco and Paul Halloran, will be uh, covering for me tomorrow. So Pete Visco is making his hosting debut. I know he's really pumped up for that. I'm sure it's going to go perfectly uh <laughs> by the way th this hosting thing is not easy there's a lot of technical stuff uh behind the scenes you don't know about so uh pete's gonna do awesome full confidence but if there's a glitch or two don't hold that against him because i sure as hell made plenty of mistakes when i first uh started doing this in fact i made i still make mistakes so uh excited to have them on 
please join us tomorrow night, also 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, let's see. I have a few other things I want to mention, but I think we should just bring on our my great co-hosts right now so they can uh, join in on a few of the other announcements. So let's bring them on. The new host of the HHH Racing Podcast, well, at least for one night, Pete Visco, and for the Saratoga Special, Paul Halloran. Guys, how are you doing tonight? What's happening, Howard? Doing good. Hello, Pete, Howard. Ready for the big show tomorrow? Are we nervous? We, we have to backstage uh, chills. No, not nervous. Just it'd be nice if the if the PPs and the entries actually came out and Mammoth, you know, didn't wait so long. But other than that, everything's going to be all good. <laughs> uh, be keen. Everything is just fine. Uh, again, for those of you that were with us last week, uh, I apologize. Everything's going to be just fine. Now. There's going to be no worries. No, no Darth Vader from Paul Halloran. I think everything's <laughs> going to be just fine. So it's going to be all good. Uh, Tony, we're going to be talking about Tony A. Thanks for joining. We're going to be talking about the Haskell tomorrow. These great guys, right? Let's see if I can do it. Oh, it's so hard to do it when you're opposite. Whatever. These other guys are going to be talking about the Haskell tomorrow. Um, I'll give my opinion. Table or Jack Christopher? How about that, guys? I'm pretty creative, right? Uh, those are probably one of your winners, although we haven't even seen the uh, entries yet. Uh, let's see. Oh, Pete, you already answered the Tony A. I just saw that. Phil Conti. Phil Conti, thanks for being here tonight. See Money is here. See Money, Hello. Siggy Mendoza, Siggy, we got to get you on the show. If you don't follow Siggy Mendoza on Twitter, he's a great follow on Twitter. Siggy, thanks for joining the show. I'm going to contact you, man. We're, we're going to get you on the show live. You're going to be our guest. This show wouldn't be the same without Penn State Scott, who ordered merchandise. And by the way, I don't know if you guys can see. There it is. I got my quarter zip. This is the quarter zip. I got some. I, I ordered a bunch of goodies. Mine have already come in. I got a special order. Those of you that ordered goodies, by the way, on the merch, uh, the, the, the store uh, closed. And now it's going to take what I think they said 10 business days. So you're still going to have to wait about two weeks or so for your merchandise. Uh, just to let everyone know. But uh, your merchandise is officially ordered and on the way. Let's see. Charles B. Charles B. Welcome to the uh, show tonight. Uh, Pete, I think you should introduce. Well, I'll go ahead and bring it up. But. I want to give you full credit. Uh, we have something brand new that I give full credit to Pete Visco. I take zero credit for this whatsoever. I think you know what I'm talking about, uh, Pete. Let me bring up the new HHH Racing uh, Podcast website. Pete, I'm going to bring it up and you can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, Paul was surprised as well. I forgot I forgot to send it to you, Paul, but it's, uh, it's actually live, so... Again, this is this is just, you know, it makes us look more official, but obviously it's really for, you know, it's for content. So if you if you want to subscribe, if you need links or if you want to, you know, if you're telling a friend about the show and they want some more information before they actually watch, this is a place to go. And you could see we have some podcast samples, just some featured ones. These don't update just so everyone knows they don't update with each podcast that's released. I mean, you can get that on YouTube. This is just a way to show, Hey, we have a few different types of pods. We have our regular handicapping pods, our snapshots, our interviews. Um, Howard has some handicapping tips and tools that he's posted. Yeah. There's a couple there, a couple tutorials. So those are good watches for everyone, especially the new, the new or inexperienced betters. Then we have, you know, 
we put out the race day blog and the stats of the day each week. So for those of you that subscribe to that, you already know what that is. For those of you who don't, but you hear about it, here's a way to go on the website and see some past examples. So in case you were a little reticent about subscribing, now you could see sort of, here's what we get. Here's what we or I said, we, we send out what the listeners and viewers get. And here's sort of how it's laid out. Here's some, you know, you see the spot plays, you see the ABC grid, you see the caveman ticket. So this is all the can we information. Talk, can we talk about this page for a second, Pete. I mean, uh, that's a good page. I'm glad that one's up there because what the Balagamba one for sure, Eons one, right? I don't for remember. For some bizarre reason, time. I skipped the Saratoga page. But well, well, yeah, Saratoga was Saratoga was very difficult on Saturday. But uh, if I can allow myself to toot my own horn, Laurel worked out fantastic for me. This is why people need to get the blog because I don't send out you know even money shots and. Uh, Eons, I'll make it full screen. Eons won for us. He got bet down to two to one. He did get DQ'd into the win, but he was a very deserving winner. If you watch the race, he definitely got bothered. Uh, Balagama, my play of the day right here, that race nine won at nine to two. Uh, initially enough, I thought he'd be about 92, as you can see on the screen. I just happened to be right. And then picking time, I won't say he's disappointing, guys, because as you can see, I'll try to make it a little bit bigger here. I did say to use underneath in second and third, mainly he finished third, although I thought. He could have run a little better, but he did finish third. So you had a chance to pick up some tries there. And then Beach Glass, actually, I threw a little hardest in there. Beach Glass uh, won, but that was not saying much because he was like two and five. But uh, anyway, this is an example of the race day blog. Go ahead, Pete. I'll, I'll go back to the main page here. No, and I, but I think, again, this is for people who, if you weren't sure what it was, so you weren't sure about signing up, that's the, that's the blog. And then here's the sort of the stats of the day, which this is something that I – Put together and it's basically just using we've talked about it before but it's basically just using formulator and pulling out key statistics not necessarily ones again they're not ones to make you decide one way or the other it's just data so you can have it without if either, either you don't subscribe to formulator you don't have access to it or you just don't have the time to dig into every horse i try and do that for for our subscribers and we send this out Usually it, it mirrors the, the the tracks and the races that Howard covers on the, the race day blog. And Pete, by the way, I uh, I won't say you've been getting some shade, but it's the dangerous uh, part of Twitter. You were bold and put out the stat about Irad and Chad Brown. And I know you have it on here. And they did not, of course, win on, on Saturday, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. So, again, these stats, and you mentioned at the beginning, I just want everyone to be clear if you end up getting the race day blog. that, And you have the disclaimers up here, but – they're just meant as guides, not meant as, you know, sure things one way or another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that conversation was good because sometimes I don't, I don't know enough about training horses myself to know why a stat happens and why it may be relevant or why it may be actually true. And so it's, I sit there and go, Hey, here's the stat. If you like it, you, you use it. If you don't, you don't, that's a, that's about it. There's uh, those handsome one, fellas. This is, this is definitely the sharpest looking icon in the entire I mean, Sorry, that's I just... interesting that you actually have. Is the horse giving him like the side eye there? Or what's going on there? You to <laughs> no, he's, <throw> the... <laughs> he's probably like, man, this guy is. I wish this guy was riding me instead of this other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Paul looks like he might want to eat you there or she. I don't know. You got to be careful. And then there's con. You can contest us. So, so yeah. anyway, just shout out to uh, uh, Pete. I want to show everyone there that we. Whoops, sorry, I didn't want to do that. Let's go back to us here. I just wanted to uh, uh, show that is our website. And the website is. The site it is uh, hhracingpodcast.com. Nice and simple. 
hhhracingpodcast.com. Dot com, yes. Again, hhhracingpodcast.com. And Pete, you're going to be updating that a little bit as we go along with like race day blogs and, yes. and any other cool videos we have or whatever might be coming up, correct? Yeah, it'll expand. This is just sort of a, a first crack just to get it out there and then to have some useful information so people can see more about what we do and what we're about. And then, yeah, we'll we'll expand it as we go. Terrific. And Paul, as usual, does really nothing for the show other than just come on and talk about <laughs> I'm just kidding. Paul, Paul, did you have a good interview Saturday uh, with the uh, owner of, I'm sorry, a great navigator, correct? And, uh, well, I'll tell you, Nick, Nick, we're going to talk about it. Nick Tamro absolutely crushed the Sanford, knocked it out of the park. He liked the six. He liked great navigator who closed big for second. If you paid attention to our show, guys, on Thursday night, uh, Nick was awesome in that race. But anyway, Paul, how was your weekend? Uh, the great navigator was a nice story. He finished a good second. Yeah. Well, myself too, Howard, that race, uh, covered up for, it, it didn't get me out for the weekend, but, it, uh, you know, the exacto was one fifty-five for a dollar. I also liked the six quite a bit and, uh, you know, played the three. This is the, the rare occasion where the horse, I always play the horses I write about and, Every once in a great while, they run. But it really was a good story. You know, Eddie Owens Jr., no one's ever heard of. Longtime assistant to Joe Asano, who was, a, you know, perennially, perennially as Pete, I'm sure, knows, uh, a, a top Monmouth trainer. And uh, just been out on his own for a few years and uh, took a swing. And, you know, uh, the horse ran better than 10 other horses in that race. Uh, he clearly was second best. And, uh, you know, they... We'll see what they do next. But, uh, yeah, it was good. Spoke to him Friday before he shipped and uh, spoke to the jockey. He, he uh, That's something we talk about a lot. You know, do you stay with your own jockey or do you put Louis Saez? I had in my story in the special Saturday. Kira, uh, Kira McLaughlin did call him to try to get Louis Saez on the horse because Louis did not have a mount in the Sanford. And he decided to stick with his guy. Uh, Gyro Rendon, who who I thought rode a, a, a very good race. So yeah, it was uh, that was fun, and uh, I think the exacta was uh, made up for a lot of other. In, 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 ahead of time, it made up for a, a bad pick, uh, a bad pick six play. And Paul, we also got to see flying Jamie Spencer twice. We saw him on Saturday but, and Sunday. Yeah. We got to see him. But the best, yeah, the, the best is, uh, and I have to Thanks, laugh. Matthew, you know, we for talked, your comment, Matthew. We we talked about it on the show and. <laughs> Not only that, yeah, you, you get to see him on Saturday, and, and that horse finished dead last, by the way. And then Wesley Ward in like a, in that race on Sunday that I think only had eight horses in it because Big Invasion was the outside horse, right, is the yeah. eight. So there's all sorts of guys in the room. And Wesley said, don't go back home, Jamie. Stay and, and ride my horse on Sunday. So, hey, you know what, Howard, that's, that's – it's a parametral game, and people who want to keep playing Jamie Spencer over here gives the rest yeah. of us a chance. Well, I will say, and I guess we can argue this another time, if you want to argue that he should have showed more speed, that's fine. But actually, I thought he gave him a good ride, to be honest. A good, you could, you could complain about his style, but he gave him a good ride. He stayed ground, tipped out. The horse just had nothing. Um, let's see. Um, we got a question. Jim has a uh, – where, where is the – about the – oh, there we go. Oh, you just you that was sorry that was Paul. Yeah, we're gonna be the the blog is gonna be covered by Pete and Paul this weekend because you know I'm gonna be out of town in Saratoga. So Pete and Paul are writing the blog this weekend, which means there's gonna be wonderful picks for sure on there, and they are covering Monmouth and Saratoga. So um, we had a request, guys. Someone sent me an email, 
And I think it was a good email. They want a little more of a heads up as to what the other track that we're going to cover on the blog. So mental note for the three of us to make sure we do that because a few people um, would have liked to know ahead of time that I was going to play Laurel on the blog. But sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, I actually don't know until Thursday or Friday because I looked at I like to look at the entries and, and uh, make a determination at uh, that time. But Big Invasion, by the way, I think is a Breeders, Breeders' Cup sprint threat, perhaps. He, that's a nice horse for uh, Clemence. And last thing before we uh, go on, uh, here's another reason why you should follow me on Twitter, folks. And I've said it time and time again, I take chances. I'm not going to throw out two-to-one shots. I threw out six to one, eight to one double digits on Sunday. Ray Handel had a horse. I don't know which race it was. Uh, no. I believe it was race nine. The six horse called three, two zone that I absolutely loved. I it was my only tout on Twitter on Sunday. My only tout. Thankfully the horse racing gods are on my side, 11 to one. And I send out the tweet like two hours before and they sent out again. Thank you. Ray Handel three, two zone. Um, it wasn't only because it was Ray Handel. I watched the last race. Replays are so important. And these guys, uh, Pete and Paul, do a great job watching replays. This horse was one more distance. He was on the wrong lead last time. I actually talked to Ray Handel on my show about this horse. And, uh, you know, I thought he had a big shot. So all you that cashed on 3-2 zone, uh, congratulations. And, S Paul, similar to you, that horse basically didn't get me out for the weekend, but pretty damn close because – Saratoga's we're going to talk about uh, right now was a disaster. We can't always talk about the good things. We got to talk about things that didn't, didn't work out well for us uh, because we have to be honest. So guys, let's uh, jump in right now. And we're going to do this very quickly, folks, like literally just five minutes, five minutes. And then we're going to talk about the late pick five tomorrow at Saratoga on Wednesday. So guys, let me bring up uh, the peep. Well, I just dropped it. Let me bring up the peepees. By the way, the sound was on for the uh, Delphi uh, commercial, correct? You guys heard yeah. the sound? Yep, we heard it. Make sure. Okay. Um, Pete, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, in Italian wins the – let's go full screen. We're going to talk about that, Diana, very quickly. In Italian wins, paid 1860. Uh, uh, technical analysis, excuse me, seconds. Bleecker Street third. You see the buyers uh, right there. And, of course, the very left side buyer is the one they received. In Italian received uh, a buyer top of 100. Pete, as I show the back half of the replay, and Paul, feel free to chime on top of him as well. Um, what were your thoughts in general? This was a surprise to myself, and I believe you and a bunch of other people. But some people did like an Italian. I mean, the biggest surprise to me, and, and when you thought there could be a little bit of trouble, was when Delica and technical analysis didn't go. Like, this is one of those New York races where you look at it and go, oh, good, there's some speed. I like the closers. There's some speed. There's multiple speed horses. We should get a decent pace. And we got a decent pace, but a really good horse can run a fast pace on the lead uncontested and win. And I thought the best thing that who was uh, who it? Rosario? Who's the in Italian's jock? Why am I completely blanking right yeah, now? Yeah, that was Rosario. Yeah, Rosario. The one thing I like is at the top of the lane, sort of kicked away a little bit and, and I, put a little cushion. Go I don't ahead. know about you. I don't know about you, Pete or Paul, but right here, I really thought someone was going to get this horse. But Paul, this horse just kept going. And if you want to say it was because of the turf, I'm not sure that's fair to say because in general, closers have been doing very well on the turf so far, Paul. Yeah, but you know, to. Usually when you see a track record on turf, it's yeah. it's someone setting a ridiculous pace and then someone flying late. 
This horse did all the dirty work, 22 and 2, 45 and 4, 109 and 2. Comes finishes in 145.06, a new track record. You know, Howard, I'm with you. I, I, I was into technical analysis, and uh, we shouldn't even – we'll call him the R horse. We shouldn't mention his name because I am officially divorced yeah. from him. Because I, we were both – Yeah, we just could – yeah, forget about, forget about him. But, you know, I'll be, it's one of those – sometimes you're dead right, sometimes you're dead wrong. I was kind of in between. I did, I did not think an Italian would go all the way. I thought technical analysis would be lying second and get first run on him and probably take the lead and then have to hold off Regier on Bleecker Street. I only used Bleecker Street as a B. I, I ended up against him, uh, even though he was seven, uh, seven. She was seven for seven, so I was I was right about that. She had no excuse. But you know, you got to tip your hat to an Italian, and you know that's why we talked <laughs> to Chad or not to Chad. Uh, that that was his fourth. His uh, fourth string in the race and uh, wins. So, that may, yeah, Regier no, might be I, the fourth string at this point. <laughs> Regier is the sixth string. Yeah, at this that's point. The, that's, sorry, Howard. Someone put in the chat, and I saw it on Twitter too. Let's see if I can find the comment. Um, I, as I'm talking, I'm, I'm looking for the comments. You know, here's my only, I guess, when I, when I look back, I don't know about you guys, but I always look back and try to figure, like, where did I go wrong? If I went wrong, I mean, sometimes you just throw your hands in the air. I, you know, in Italian was only what three or four buyer points off. That's what a length, a length and a half. So my, my, what I was surprised was the distance. I mean, Chad never stretched her out, which was a concern for me. And I thought there was other speed in the race. So even though she cleared, I mean, she's never, she's never, not, not really, she's never gone a mile and eighth. And even when she gets like Churchill, I mean, speak of the devil was crazy, but I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, Italian got completely blown away by, speak of the devil and, 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 and I don't know. I don't, I, I guess I just underestimated the source, obviously. Um, is this, is this like, can they stretch her out even further Pete? And maybe like, you know, the breeders cup, the breeders cup filling her turf um, varies on the distance. I think Keelan, don't quote me on this. I think Keelan is a mile three sixteenths. If I'm trying to recall, um, I think it's, I think, I think they right. start, I'm pretty sure they start the very top of the stretch. It's not three turns. I mean, I guess you got to consider this horse as a factor going forward, too. Or is this something you got? She's got to prove it again, Pete. I mean, I think she's got to probably prove it again, but it's also depends on, again, like any of these, it depends on the other speed in the race and if that speed actually makes a move and, and, and actually tries to contend. Whereas, again, in this yeah. one, it looked like, I mean, you only had what, six horses? And there was three speed horses in theory, and yeah. only one went, and it's a good speed horse. It was maybe the best speed horse in the race. And when you get a good horse like that on the top, they can they can extend their range a little longer if they if they have it their way. Yeah, uh, B Keen makes a good point. Um, I I really believe, and Paul, we're gonna jump, we're gonna talk about this as we talk about the uh, pick five today. There's there's some weather changes coming in uh, this week. It, there's some rain. We're gonna talk about. It. I have a feeling, guys, the turf might play a little differently uh, this weekend. And I have to be on my toes because I have to make sure that I'm. Uh, prepared for how the turf may or may not play guys. Let's talk very quickly about the uh, Sanford. As I get that up, Paul, I'm going to let you go first about this race. Anything you really want to talk about again, as I mentioned before, uh, as I about to show the PPs here, Nick Tamro absolutely blasted this thing out of the park. I think on the show he had three, six X. I can't recall. He had the third. It came six, three. Uh, let's go ahead and show the, uh, 
uh, show the PPs here, or the, sorry, the, the, the uh, chart. The dollar exacta, the dollar exacta, most strike over Great Navigator paid 155.75. I know some fans of the show and some fans of Nick Tamro had this race. I'll show again the back half of the race. Uh, Andiamo uh, Firenze finished third. Most strike uh, was uh, the favorite Churchill horse in this race of uh, Nick Tamro. Paul, what, what struck you in this race? Well, you know, Howard, I went, uh, even after the show, I, I went back and watched a lot of replays on this race, because especially with the two-year-olds, you know, you have to, you, you got to use the eye test. And, and, and I really did like the six. My A's in the race were the three, six, and nine. Uh, and I, and I think they ran one, two, three. I'm not, I, I know it came back six, three. So, and, and I did like the three, you know, I, I did like the three and you'll see the three is on the rail most of the race and yeah. he, he is going to wait now and pull him outside. Now he's not going to catch the six, but he no. didn't have, you know, the all time greatest trip. And this nine, who was like a third choice, I think, you know, he, he went by this horse pretty convincingly so but the six was clearly the best horse looks like he'll stretch out the you know brad cox will train him up to the hopeful so on the male side for the two-year-olds you have the sanford and then the next race up if if you so choose the saratoga special is august 13th and then of course the hopeful is closing day on labor day so i think brad cox has already said very likely he'll train this horse uh up to the hopeful uh, you're going to be dealing with Damon Mounds, potentially, a very good Michelle Level horse from Kentucky who's training at yeah. Colonial Downs, coming in for the Saratoga Special. And, and that, that field should be outstanding as well. But, yeah, this was uh, – this race, uh, it didn't save the weekend for me, Howard, but it kept me, you know, only under two or three feet of water instead of under okay. the ocean. By the way, here's Forte, the number four, the Pletcher horse, who really – and Nick said it on the show, I mean – Nick's like everyone else. I mean, he's he's more right than we are, most likely. But, I mean, Nick said that the field he beat was weak, and he's absolutely right because Forte had absolutely no excuses. And the horse I liked a little bit, Curly Jack, was right here, only finished a few lengths back, took a lot of pressure. I thought ran well. I, I want to push back, though, guys, on something. Uh, Jim, you, you just touched on a little bit, Paul, and Jim Pilar's, uh said that Nav- he was forced to pull five wide, lost several lengths. And, I've got to tell you guys, I, I'm going to disagree with you and Jim, Paul. And Pete, I'll let you have the last word. Pete will be the final determination. <laughs> I thought Great Navigator got an absolutely green trip, three quarters of the race. And if he was really that good, he's on the inside here, guys. I didn't really see an acceleration. Now, if he really had an acceleration, I think he, he – this is just my opinion, Pete. I think he could have flown through this hole. He seemed very one pace to me. And it looked like he closed at the end of the race. But, Pete, i got to tell you – I don't really think he was really closing. I think the nine was just getting tired. So, you know, I, I guess it's up to everyone else. Uh, obviously, Paul yeah. and Jim disagree. Well, it was not a dream trip. For a two-year-old to be down on the inside, the whole back stretch. But he was saving he, you know, ground the whole time, though, Paul. He was saving well, he, he was running in a straight line. How how much ground is he saving running in a straight line on, on the inside? Yeah. I mean, he also, stretch. yeah, he, he he did get the rail. I mean, the he rail did, did not get have taken a dream away. Trip. No, I think it's well, he didn't have a I, terrible trip. He did not have a terrible trip by any means, but I, mean, I would not say have, he had a dream trip. Maybe not dream trip, but uh, Pete, could he have not come through this hole? I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too picky. I don't know. He saved a lot of ground. 
And I guess I guess my main point, Paul, is when it looked like he closed at the end. I think that was really just the nine getting tired. I think that's my main. Point. Yeah, but, I, I, Howard, I, I think know. he was clearly the second best horse in the race, and he finished second. Like he seems one pace here to me. Like he's not really. I mean, he but tips who, up because he has. He's not. He's not flying here, Pete. Is my point. But yeah, who no, in the I race also, ran better than him, other than the six? Well, no, no, no. And also, I think too, I, I agree you, with that. I agree. When with you that. when you That's swing, awesome. I, see, I think he's closing late. But I think when you swing wide like that, like he didn't, he didn't naturally smoothly swing wide. He did sort of one of those dive out wides. So that's just gr- being green too. Like, and here's the gallop you, out. I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess you could say he's, no, no, that's the four. I, I don't know, guys. It's good. This but is I mean, the great horse racing, the, right? We can, we can. I the horse ran well. I mean. Congratulations to the connections, and he was a price, and blah blah blah. I just, I don't know. I'm going to be a little bit cautious, but but we'll see. Time will tell, Pete. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: you have to you have to look. I mean, this is their second. They're everybody, almost everyone's second race, and yeah. that'll change. That'll change. They'll be able to take. I mean, he like Paul said though, he was taking dirt. I don't remember what his trip was in his first race, but he was taking dirt again on the rail, which that's a little tough for some. Maybe they don't always hit the hole the way they're supposed to. They get a little reticent to hit a hole yeah, and then it closed sure. off pretty, pretty quickly. So there, there's, there's ways to, a horse can improve off that. And you think the distance might help him. So, but again, most strike was the only one. The only thing I want to point out and, and you took it off. So it, it's, oh, it was on there. Is, Sorry about no, that. that's okay. Is that I remember looking at a couple of the horses, specifically and and all these horses ran pretty well in their last race i mean they won or they were pretty close and they ran pretty well in terms of visual but the funny thing was to me that the top five buyers in the prior race finished one two three four five whereas like i was looking at a horse like bapio and even valenzen day who weren't that far off but there were a couple of horses that had lower buyers, but you watch the race and go yeah but they looked pretty good and then they wound up not running now i don't know if that's just coincidence in this race but it was just something to i just something i put in the back of my head to be wary of hey a horse ran a 56 looked really good but he ran a really low buyer maybe he isn't as good as visually yeah. maybe the race did so well, the, last, the race was the last thing i'll say and this is a, a cautionary tale for everyone and i know I, I i paul i think had the nine third i had the nine i think out of the money if i recall pete i'm not i can't recall where you had the nine but just everyone be very cautious of that big number in the slop. I don't care if it's a first-time yeah. starter, if it's a horse that's run 20 times before. I mean, Andiamo off Firenze ran great on paper first time out, guys, but it was a weak field, just wired the field in the slop. It obviously was much better than it looked because um, although he was three wide in the race we just watched, really didn't have that much excuse and really was tired late. So just cautionary tale for everyone with that big number in the slop. It's something I'm very. Uh, oh, plus he's a about. he's a spite sound, and I think I want to yeah. say his damn side might even be good in the slop if I remember my notes correctly. So that was one where you're cautious, regardless of the figure. You're cautious to say, did this. I think one of my notes was, did this horse look so good because it was an off track based on his breeding, sure. or is sure. he just that good? Sure. All right. Well, guys, let's get into the uh, pick five tomorrow. Now the weather is going to be very hot tomorrow. Um, someone suggested Paul on Twitter uh, to me, or maybe it was a DM. It's been, I've been very busy today thinking about tomorrow that they might shorten the post parade. Is that something that they do, Paul? When it's really hot there. Can you see? I, I mean, I doubt they're going to cancel the races, and they're definitely not going to be starting the races early. Um, I guess the only change you might see tomorrow is a short post parade. Would that be your guess, Paul? Because it is well, that... pretty hot, hot tomorrow. 
yeah, that's very possible because there, there is a lot of shade. You know, the horses, the stalls, they're undercover inside of the yeah. paddock, so they're they're in a stall, so they're not in the sun. And there's there's a lot of trees, there's a lot of shade in the paddock. And I, you know, I only remember him canceling once. I think it was the day that Monmouth had to run the Haskell at like seven o'clock at night, like about yeah. three years ago, if you recall that day. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not so sure. You know, again, I haven't seen the forecast. I know. You know, I'm in the Northeast. Pete, you're in the Northeast. In Boston, it's going to be – it was 90s today. It's going to be 90 for, like, the next five days. Um, you know, Saratoga is a wonderful, wonderful place, Howard. It's not necessarily the best place on earth when it's 95. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, fortunately um, for me, fortunately for me, it looks like tomorrow, and I'm not getting until tomorrow late afternoon. I'm not sure I'm going to be at the races tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be hot. Thursday, just for everyone knows for the weekend, not because I'm going to be there, but Thursday looks like the one day it could be a chance of rain, uh, but not all day, like scattered thunderstorms, which happens, Paul, what, I mean, 40% of the time up there anyway, Uh, but it could be severe. It also might not rain at all, right, Paul? I mean, it's going with those spotty kind of strong thunderstorm kind of days. Friday and Saturday, from what I saw, guys, looks absolutely beautiful. A little on the warm side, high 80s but almost no chance of rain, maybe very small chance of rain on Saturday, but just going to have to get through the next 48 hours where it's going to be hot tomorrow. And then maybe a, ch- a chance of some strong storms on Thursday. If there's any day this weekend, for those of you who play Saratoga, if there's any day this weekend that you might see races taken off the turf or some changes, I would say it'd be Thursday. I think after that Friday, uh, they'll be on the turf, but there might be some early races taken off. We'll just have to see. Anyway, let's move on guys to the uh, pick five here. Now I'm going to, let's go full screen. Uh, I talked about three, two zone. It was a price play that I liked on Sunday. Uh, one for myself and a lot of other people at 11 to one guys. I have a price play tomorrow and I might get double digits. I don't know. And guess what? It comes in this very first leg of the pick five is my price play of the entire day and of the pick five. So knock on wood. We'll see if I, if lightning can uh, strike twice and, Someone said, Howard, you're only right like four or five times out of, you know, like once out of four or five. Guys, if you're throwing out eight to ten to one shots, do the math. You only have to write one eight to ten times, you know, once out of eight to ten times to break even. Now, I don't plan on breaking even. But again, when you're throwing out prices, you're not going to be right as often. But when you are, you get to really crush it. Uh, Pete, I'm going to let you go first. I go back and bring up the uh, condition here and the. Acrobase, it starts about 3.55 Eastern Standard Time, race six. These are older, salty veterans, 40 claimers. They're going six furlongs. There's the field. The Moorline favorite is the number six, Happy Farm of Florida Bread. And the first thing I noticed about this race, Pete, this is like the old fogies race. There's three eight-year-olds, which is very rare. You don't see that too often. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but there are three eight-year-olds in this race. And you are going with one of those eight-year-olds, number five, aristocratic for Falcone and Rosario, a very speedy horse out of the gate. Yeah, and that was my my thought as the more I looked at it. So I, on paper, when I first look at it, you think, hey, there's a, there's a decent amount of speed. There's three. If you look at the time form ratings, there's a 109, a 110, and a 127. This one's the 127. Yeah. So it looks like a lot of speed, but this one could just be the speed of the speed. And sometimes the speed of the speed is just better than the others. And it gets out and it can hold. And it's cutting back a little bit, which I like. So it, it definitely likes this distance. If you can see on the screen there, it's 15 out of 24 at the distance, 
three out of three in the money at Saratoga. It doesn't have a win yet there, but it's but it's been knocking on the door at least. And then you have um, Falcone's got a he's like seven for fourteen wins, twelve for fourteen in the money, first after a claim in dirt sprints. So so he can, can have this horse ready. That? Repeat that last thought one more time. The, the very yeah, he's thing. seven for 14 wins, 12 for 14 in the money, first wow. after claims in dirt sprints. So wow. this is one that I'm just hoping, and he's got races back where he held, and he held mostly going six furlongs. The Those last two wins were at six furlongs in yeah. sort of similar, a little less company, but you know, not too far off. So I think this one, I'm just taking a shot, speed of the speed. And then you're on Wendell Fong in second, who I have third. Yeah, and my thought there, it's funny, the three horses I took, I took the speed, I took Wendell Fong because I think he's the best closer. And if it does heat up, and if it's not just aristocratic, getting a chance to run away and say Coppertown and Happy Farm or whoever else sort of make the pace heat up a bit, I think Wendell Fong's the best closer. So that's why I sort of went with him. And then actually my third choice is sort of an in the middle. He should be sitting just off the speed, which yeah. is the, which is the, the two. So my thought was I'm either, I'm going to have somebody on the front. I'm going to have somebody sitting just off and I'm going to have a closer. So hopefully one of those three can, can cover me along the way. Uh, Paul, you're sort of like me. You're going with a price too. a very, this is an interesting horse for Dallas Stewart. Uh, I, I still think he's underrated trainer if that's even possible. Uh, West Point Thoroughbred, so this horse can take some money for sure. Uh, Shadow Matter, 8-1 to one morning line. Yeah, I looked at the race out. I, I would, you know, I, I thought the 2, 3, 5, and 6 were all, um, you know, potential winners here. Um, I, I went with the two higher-priced ones of the two, the 2 and 3. Although the 2, uh, the three, uh, the two is 3-1 to one morning line. That's uh, Mirkan Cantamachi, who is 22% off the claim at Saratoga. Yep. You know, Dallas has won for his last 28 at Saratoga, so he, he is, uh, you know, that is not a uh, – He's due. He, well, <laughs> it, you know, this horse – it looks like this horse is well-intentioned. You know, he's, he's dropping uh, – the horse has been uh, – he was up for a tag last time uh, for 62K, uh, 62.5. Um, but I, I, I think the, the six is going to be over bet here, who I think is a logical horse. Uh, I agree with Pete. I think the five's a speed, but if he's not alone, uh, as I say, I thought four of them could win. I went with the two higher price than my pick five. All right, guys, here we go. Here's my three, two zone pick of the, of the day. Um, and I'll, someone already, I think C money already mentioned it. I'll go ahead and I'll, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, bring us on screen a little bit guys i looked at this race a long time let me just say this first of all no disrespect to anyone out there who is of an older age <laughs> um i'm not a fan of eight-year-olds now eight-year-olds can win obviously i get it they're not in their prime even a horse off the claim i mean i understand the stat with falcone and maybe a aristocrat is going to run off the screen and i'll be wrong I, I don't know how much improvement you can do with an eight-year-old i'm just not a big fan of eight-year-olds that being said, every one of those eight-year-olds, what I think it was the two, uh, five, and six, all of them can win. So that's one thing. But take a look at Prince James, guys. There's a lot of things I like about Prince James. Let me speak about this horse a little bit. First of all, and Pete, I know you're going to love this, so Pete, pay attention because I did some very deep diving on this horse. Let's talk about David Don, first of all, who, by the way, has already won twice. Uh, he's two for eight already at the meet, Okay. David Donk, not very good off the claim. 
in fact, bad off the plane. I'm going to go ahead and bring myself just to emphasize my, my, uh, the visual here. David Donk, 0 for 17, first off the claim. Okay? I'm a math guy. You don't have to be a math guy to know that sucks, right? 0 for, now, it's not a huge sample size, but it is what it is. 0 for 17 off the claim. Okay? But, but 47% in the money, first off the claim. So it's not like these horses aren't running at all. They just start winning. Okay? Not only that, guys, when you claim a horse for Saratoga, I throw the stats, I won't say out the window, but to me it means less. Now, here's the stat that I really like, and it's not just about stats. Um, at Saratoga, David Donk and Jose Ortiz, at Saratoga last five years, 21% on the win, 53% in the money. So when David Donk has a horse he really likes, he goes to Jose Ortiz. Now, let's take a look at this horse, okay? Guys, explain to me why this horse can't win this race. All he did is run upper 80s. He's got a 94 buyer against, fine, it was against cheaper. This horse is as classy as any of these, if not more classy. Was running very well for, for, for several starts in the spring. And then, for some reason, they stretched him out to a mile and 16th. It was a crazy fast pace. He got caught up in it. That's a complete toss. And you know what, guys? I love it. I love the fact that that's his last running line. And, Pete, I know we've talked about this a lot. Everyone looks at the last running line way too much. This horse lost by 36-plus lengths. Everyone's going to say this horse sucks. They claim him off a 36-length loss. They turn him back. This field is, I don't know, guys. Like, I, I don't think the two, I know he's just claimed, but the two is like was unbelievable at Keeneland. Uh, he just, I don't know. He's speed, and I think he's his better days behind him. I suppose the three can win, but I think the one's better closer. Wendell Fong I like, but Chad Summers has a low percentage, and Tyler is one for 25 at the meet. Aristocratic is the horse I don't have that I probably should. But you know what? There's other speed in the race, Pete, and unless he gets, unless this horse breaks on top, like he's no sure thing. And even when he does, I, I don't know. Isn't Happy Farmery breathing right down his neck? So it just seems like there's a lot of speed. I'm looking for someone fresh. I see no reason why Prince James, guys, can't be a major factor in this race. If not on the win end, at least underneath. There you go, Prince James. Go hate at me, P and Paul. What do you think? No, I, I actually almost had him. I almost had him in the third spot. He was in my okay. final consideration. The thing that put me over the top for him, because again, most of what I'm looking at for the show is who do I think is going to win if we're putting in a in a horizontal. And not that this right. horse can't. This horse doesn't love to win. And that was the only thing that. So the dunk, I don't like three the, for twenty two. I, I yeah three for twenty two. That's a big and, negative. That's why I would yeah. definitely. Again, the back wheel at try underneath. No, and I, I like that even more because I do think this race, yeah. I, I think everyone has a knock against them. So yeah. if one runs above whatever they are, then they definitely have a shot to win. But I love this horse to hit the board. I mean, I would love this okay. horse underneath and I would definitely use him underneath. Again, it was the, the dunk stat threw me a bit because I don't like the 0 for 17. And then I didn't like the fact that the three for 23, two for 15, yep. the last two years, it was just tougher. Well, but again, yeah, no, I don't think, I actually think it's, it's very logical and you just really like it because three, two zone beat him two back. And that's your horse of the week. Yeah, so you well, really, you I know, mean, I didn't even mention that. that, that that's, <laughs> that's a very small part of it. I'm going, I'll just, what I'm doing uh, guys. And I, I don't think the three is going to win, but I respect your opinion, Paul. I'm just not going to use them on top of my tries. I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to use the two. I think I'm just going to go, um, four, five, uh, four, five, six with one with blank, 
and then uh, four, five, six with blank with one. And um, so if he finishes second or third, that's fine by me. Paul, any last thoughts on Prince James before we go to the last? The yeah, well, the only thing, that's a few things. So Don off the claim at Saratoga is only 0 for 5 in the last three okay. years. So he doesn't yeah. do it that much. And he did win two races on Sunday. Uh, as you point out, we saw that New York Jets hat. The only yeah. way the Jets are going to win anything is by being on Ooh, top of David Don's head. Hey, they spent some. They spent some money this year. They might be better. They did. Um, <laughs> I would tell you that I think the two, you know, that's a confident move. They claimed. Oh, and you mentioned off the claim, the thirty-six length loss. Obviously, the claim slip goes in fifteen minutes before the race, and I think if they knew he was going to lose by thirty-six, oh, right. the, the slip might not have been in. Um, but I think the two is, you know, I like it. You got to like it when they, when a horse gets claimed and then they move them up, you know, even only moving them up modestly from 32 to 40, that's, that's a show of confidence. And, you know, Kirtamachi is an underrated trainer. Um, although he did lose to Al Cools who had no excuse on Saturday, but we don't want to relive, uh, we don't want to relive Saturday again, but, uh, no, I think the ones as a player, and I agree with what Pete said. They all have a knock, and, and, and in most cases, being eight years old uh, is a knock. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hey, see. Hey, Paul, I t- the one thing on the two also is through a claim, you like when a, when a top jockey stays on, too. And I rad stayed on through the claim. He's had him the last couple times, and he's, 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 he has a win back. What is that, about five back? He's won on him. So you kind of like that, too. But again, I, I, yeah, I don't look at any of these horses as – a sure thing. So I think taking a shot with a price makes sense. But The only right. thing I'd say about jockeys, Pete, and I, we talked about this in the show before, and I definitely pay too much attention to it, but at Saratoga, jockeys are going to get on horses that they likely would not get on at Belmont or Aqueduct. It's yeah. everyone wants to win at Saratoga and, you know, at Aqueduct on a 20 degree December day, would they rather sit in the room than ride a 20 to one shot? Yes, if they're a top jockey at Saratoga, okay. I don't have a mountain the race. I'll take that thirty to one shot. You never know. So, yeah. but I do agree with you. I like the fact that I read is on this horse. Just to clarify for Michael, I I did say blank. I mean, it's a what is a seven horse field. I'd probably just hit the all button. I mean, why, why get cute? I would I would go. I, I don't know if I can use the four. I, I'd probably just go five six guys. I think I would go five. I, I'd go five six with one with all five six with all with one. Win bet on the one, and I do a small try one with whoever I decide for second with all in third or something like that. But it's not going to cost Michael. It's not going to cost him much money if you if you agree with me with the one because it's a seven horse field. So I think you're getting more value really on the win end than in the try because it is a small field. But uh, anyway, let's let's move on, guys. We, uh, I'm just I'm very interested. We'll we'll see. I could be completely wrong, but it's a horse that I'm very interested in. Let's go in the next race, guys. This is uh, I thought this was a tough race, by the way. Uh, Maiden special weight on the turf, scheduled for the turf. We're just going to assume everything's on the turf. I think it will be tomorrow. Five and a half furlongs. Uh, Paul, we're going to – these are three-year-olds and ups. These are older horses. Paul, we're going to start with you. You're on with the three, uh, Hay there, which is the morning line favorite for Cox and Pratt. What do you like about the source? And, and you know, Pratt is off to a modest start, you know, two for 19. Um uh, Cox, yeah. on the other hand, is 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 doing just fine. But yeah, you know, I I think the this horse is uh he, he's clearly been a turf horse from the get go, which probably the majority of Cox's horses are more likely to start on dirt. Dirt. This horse is well. The, this horse started with Shug, then he 
went to went to Brad. But uh, I think the horse is breeding, uh, says Turf. He's out of a stormy Atlantic mare. Uh, I, I think he ran longer last time, and we talked about being careful with that Belmont turf form. But, you know, he did show speed last time. I think he figures to get a pretty good trip. You know, we don't know what the first time is going to do, but I, I think of the horses around him, he gets a pretty good trip. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be tough to beat here. And you have Mr. Green in second for Linda and Lascano. And correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but Lascano is first call for Linda, correct? They uh, yes, without yes, that's her her go-to guy. They've had great uh, great success together. I'm just coming looking, out of the uh, same race, by the way, as the Hay there finished uh, fourth to Hay there by length. Yeah, and, and and you know, typical turf race, right, Howard? He was fourth, that he was a, yeah. a length and a quarter off. You know, so it's one of those right. races where you got four or five at the finish, and you know, some people like that, and and some people don't, but. In turf racing, it, it it seems to happen more often than not. So I, you know, again, this horse was was on the pace somewhat last time. Shortens up a little here. He, well, actually, shortens up a lot for a long and a half. Remember, we talked about this. Belmont they run six and seven on turf, and Saratoga it's five and five and a half, and that is a yeah. difference. Yeah. Um, Pete, you and I are thinking alike, sir. Uh, so I don't want to steal your thunder. We're both oh, going boy. with Chad Brown. <laughs> We're going both going with uh, Chad. And uh, Clarevich and I, I was about to say this is the first Chad Brown horse I've actually picked on the show at Saratoga. That's not true because I added uh, that our horse that we're not going to talk about. But uh, yeah. we talked about the yeah, Chad I don't, I don't know what you mean. Chad. <laughs> we we talked about the Chad or not the Chad. This is not exactly my favorite Chad Brown horse in the world, but uh, you're going with him as well for with uh, Irad. Yeah, I mean it's one of those where. This is more of a, a Chad Brown play. I mean, I like the horse. I think the the horse ran behind in the last race. I mean, it was many, many, many months ago, but it ran behind some pretty good horses in the last one. Two back, it was it was off the turf, so you don't know. The first race, the debut was pretty good, seventy six buyer, and then I just like the stats for for Chad. I mean, he's got a forty two percent wins with three hundred plus day layoffs in the last year. That's just Jesus. unbelievable. And it wasn't it wasn't like a it wasn't like four out of ten. It was a decent yeah. if I remember correctly. This is the only four year old in the race too. So and it doesn't really have much more experience yeah. than them. But it's the only four year old. I don't know if that's good or bad. I think generally it might not be great. But whatever. It's a little bit older. It's maybe, you know, maybe it's filled out a little bit more. And then Again, I had a couple of little Chad Brown stats. He's three for six wins and six for six in the money with four-year-old and ups in like a maiden special weight turf sprint. So in this, under these conditions with an older horse, you know, it's short sample size, but he's pretty good with them. So all of that wrapped up. I just think this is one that you kind of put on the ticket. My general opinion, and I'll, I'll show that in this race is I just didn't like this race. This is a race that... Uh, Mr. Green finishes second, and Hey There finishes third. I don't know. I just didn't didn't seem to be a lot. And oh, I got the sound. I hey, I own a I own a piece of frosted oats, and that's when that's when oh, she broke do. her maiden. So relax a little bit there. This was oh, a, this was a lovely race. <laughs> you you own so many horses, Pete. It's hard. For I know it's so. Yeah, yeah. Is that I mean, with uh, is that with um, uh, my racehorse? Yeah. My so race it, horse, you know, sorry. yeah, yeah. You're not making is, any money. This is but Hey it's... There. And, I mean, I don't know. It just. I, I it feels like she should have won the race. I know, and and Paul's horse, Mr. Green, is right here. I mean, tipped out, but really didn't make a big move. I, I don't. This just this this race just seemed very meh to me. I don't know. I that was one of my reasons that I went with uh, the two, and that I agree with 
uh, Pete here. The, the the two, you know, is is Klarovich, Chad, everything to Pete. So I don't really have much to add. I just think this horse with a little bit of improvement will win this race. I just want to mention the four. Bally Dub is a Wesley Ward horse who is second off the layoff. Might be able to wire the field if she gets loose, but I'm not really a huge fan of this horse either. I don't know, guys. I don't, I don't want to, we don't need to talk too much about this race. It, it's a tough race. It's a spread race. I think we all pretty much, you know, agree with that. Even if something really bizarre happens, like it wouldn't surprise me. I would, I would go pretty deep if, if, if people can afford it because uh, um, I don't know. The first time starters, I don't look like they're going to be much of a factor either. So it, it's probably going to be the two or the three or maybe um, Paul six, but uh that's the way race this race looks. Let's go ahead and move on to the next race, guys. Uh, race is I go ahead and switch things around here. Race eight. Let me go ahead and switch the banners right there. Boom. There we go. All right, on my game. Race eight. Optional allowance, sixty-two-five claimers. They're going six furlongs. This is for older fillies and mares on the dirt. So this is another uh, race I thought was pretty tough. The Moorline favorite looks familiar, guys. The number two smash ticket. Yes, that was a horse that was scratched out of the victory ride, if I remember correctly, the name of the race, um, at the, the cluster F race that uh, none of us liked the winner at Belmont, what was it, two weeks ago on closing weekend uh, for Rob Atras and Kendrick Carmouche and Pete and Paul. You're both going with that horse. I've got her in second. Pete? Yeah, actually, I had I remember picking this horse on the show yeah. last time, and this one you were right. This is the spread race for me, though, Howard. I when we get to our to our tickets, I think I'm six okay. I'm six deep in this one. I as I was going yeah. through, there were just things I liked about so many, and it wasn't it wasn't for me. It was weird because it wasn't a spread because I didn't like horses and just thought it was crap. It was a spread because I was like, man, I really like this one. Man, I find something I like about this one. So I just kept doing that and like, you know what? I'm gonna spread and see if you can get a price and and i don't know if the two you know the two is one where I, it looks good that night i think we talked about it last time that 92 buyer looks yeah. great the one by 11 yeah. lengths looks great it's going to take money because of that so just that in itself i like too that it's versatile it's done a little bit of everything it, it's it's been on the lead it comes from you know last time it's stalked a little bit and then sort of just pounds whether it was a good field or not doesn't say anything um, even two back, it was sort of bumped. It had a really crappy ride. It was bumped and steadied in that grade two. Still wound up finishing third as the favorite. So all this stuff is, I think, what we talked about, what we talked about last time. Right. Um, I just think it's a logical horse. If it can, if it can repeat that last race, it's just better than everyone in here. Now, you know, I know what to do with the nine. Uh, Pete, this is usually you got this horse second. I've got her on top. So again, Pete you and I are thinking alike and just let's put us on screen. Just FYI for everyone. I do not, let me repeat. I do not have inside Intel from Ray handle on this particular horse. I, I did not talk to, um, uh, Ray handle. I don't guys, I don't talk to him every day. He's not like my best buddy. I don't want to, you know, I want to, I don't want to rub people the wrong way or think that I like we're best buddies and we talk about every of his horses. We really didn't talk too much about three, two zone other than he was on my show and I talked to him. Um, I, I could get intel, but again, I don't want to be the kind of person that bothers these, these trainers, you know, like every day. They don't need that. They're too busy for that. I don't know what to do with this horse. I had her on top just because it was a wide open race. And I thought maybe she could just wire the field again. And why can't she just keep getting better, Pete? I don't know. Why not? 
I mean, I, I agree. I think it's one where if you look three back, it, it, it tussled with Kathleen O and we know what, what she yeah. turned out to be two back, two back when it broke the maiden. If you look at that field, that field was absolutely terrible. It was in the slop, which this horse ran two good races on off tracks. So you don't know what that means, but then it did come back on a fast track. I love, you know what I like? I always say this on the show a million times. I like when a horse comes back, especially two over three, three over four, where they improve. So his first race, her first race back in 22, she pops an 86 buyer. She gets on the lead. She didn't cut like terrible fractions. They were modest. They were fine. She's at a practical joke, which practical joke with sprinting horses is really good. And I, I just think it's one that it's, it's two for two at the distance. It sort of just has a lot of things that you like. And if it can again, improve again off that yeah. first race, then it's up there with the 90 potentially with the 90 something that the, that the two horse ran. And now you're, yes. now you're in business with this one. So she's got a one Oh eight early time form. She is the fastest early. I think the break is going to be huge because Kendrick, you think has to hustle from the rail Pete. And yeah, I, can see I, do. The nine, yeah. I can see the two and nine hooking up, which would obviously be disastrous. For us, but I think if one of them gets loose somehow, I think if one of them gets loose somehow, um, they are both very dangerous. There's two other horses we got to talk about in this race. One I like, well, Paul, let me ask you a quick question. If you're Kendrick, do you let the nine go and come around? You just break and see what you got. Do you think the two has to be on the lead in this race, breaking from the rail? Any idea on Kendrick's strategy, Paul, if you own the horse? It's a tricky spot. It, it, it is, Howard. And I think in another post, uh, I think maybe he does. But, you know, we know Kendrick is wired to go. <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and, 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 Pete, I'm glad you brought up the Sorrento because, you know, I went into this race wanting to be against the two. And, and then I started watching replays. And, and it really was – he really did have a, bit, a tough trip in the Sorrento, you know, which is a grade two race. And, yeah. you know, then I looked at Atris and – you know, Atris, first time training on the dirt, first time training a horse that he takes over on the Naira circuit is 17%. 0 for 5 at Saratoga, but 17%. And he just has solid numbers with shippers. And uh, interestingly, this horse has three siblings who are all New Mexico breds. And <laughs> and here's this Kentucky bred who's running at Sarat Saratoga wow. tomorrow. So I, I went into the race right. against the horse, but I think that either – Kendrick goes or at worst sits off the nine. And uh, I just think he gets a good trip. The real wild card, Howard, I yeah. think, or but, one of the wild cards is yeah. the three. Well, before we talk about the three, Gemini brings up a great comment. And I'll be honest, Gemini, I did not know this. I did not have time to look at the bias. They, they are available. And so does the great job on Naira. If you look for it, he does talk about track biases in certain days. Gemini, that's great information. That actually might change my opinion. So appreciate that, uh, Gemini. There's two horses we need to talk about here. One is the three, and the other one is the six. So very quickly, the three, Far Away Love, is an Argentina bred, Argentine bred, that Bill Mott is taking over and was a complete freak in her first two starts. Um, running, how about that first start, Pete? 108? Yeah. I don't care where, I don't care if it's the Hippodromo or the or the or Fonner, or I don't care. Well, if it's Fonner, it'd be you know like a 106. But anyway, 108 is fast. And then one right into a grade two. Uh, Paul, we're talking about the three. That one first started 108, then went right to a grade two. Um, 
and one. But again, guys, it's a grade two with the person 16,000 in Argentina. And then they try to stretch her out in the grade one and finish third. Um, Paul, what does it say to you that Mott is starting this horse in a six furlong race? I almost see that as a negative, but I have absolutely no idea about this horse. I'm going to let the board be my guide. This is what, this is the, oh, this is the third leg. We won't know. I've got you her. Won't. I've got her. As I bring you on screen again, let me look at myself really quick. And my, what is this race? Eight. I've got her as a C right now. I might move her up to a B. I, I honestly, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, it, it's hard to say because, you know, the, the, the long layoff, too, could have something to do with coming back in a sprint as opposed yeah. to a route. You know, but, you know, Rosario takes the call. Yeah. Um, you know, again, this is one of those horses, Howard, that after the race at Saratoga, you say, hey, how did Joel Rosario and Bill March just pay $22? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying to... I like the horse. I'm saying yeah. you on an ABC type ticket. And I used them. I'm with Pete. Pete, I'm five deep in this race on the caveman, and he yeah. was the fifth one I threw in. So, By the way, Dean um, brings up a good point. That particular race was a straightaway race, so that 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 does matter. I guys, I got a weird feeling this horse is going to take a lot of money, and I'm probably going to move her up when I think about it more, just because I don't love a lot of others. And the other horse is the six. I think Michael Bryan on the chat asked about Betsy Blue. Paul, you got this horse in second, so. Uh, you think this horse has a shot also? Very well, I'll tell you what, Howard. 13 of 14 in the money, Paul. Unbelievable. And of the in the last race that this horse ran, two horses have come back to run. One of them improved the buyer by 14 points and the other one by 19 points. So I'm going to say that was a – with a there limited is. sample, I'm going to say that's a pretty good race, right? Yeah, and that horse who won, Paul, is better than anything else in this field. That horse who who won that race. Yes, that yes, Pete. Did that horse come back yet? No, he it's hasn't right come there. back. No, yet. no, he hasn't. There's but I mean, PPs, Paul. No, that horse yeah. is pretty nice. Yeah, that horse is very turned, nice. I mean, it's a Chad Irad. It's a you know, it's <laughs> it's a Stone Street. It's it's a it's a good horse, and so that's that's yeah, not that's not nothing it, losing to that one by five. If someone puts up a ninety-five buyer in this race, they can start getting ready for their picture at the top of the stretch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, tough race. Very tough race. By the way, I love all the comments. Please make sure you keep typing in comments in the live chat. We've got a lot of people here. Uh, by the way, Siggy Mendoza, who – Siggy, I apologize. I don't know where you're from originally, um, but he just mentions that U.S. is different speed than South American speed. Absolutely true. So, um, And Siggy would know because I, I, I believe that he's from there originally. So – uh, Siggy, appreciate that comment. Let's go on to the next race, guys. This is going to be race nine. Uh, this is the penultimate leg of the pick five here. Uh, why is it not turning over? Oh, there we go. This is the Susie O'Kane stakes. This is a mile and a 16th on the turf. Three-year-old restricted New York bred fillies. So it's a very interesting condition here. The Moorline favorite is a Christoph Clement horse, pretty heavy favorite, seven to five. Uh, she's a Mia Rosario. First call for these guys for this barn uh, takes the call. I'm going to go ahead first, guys, if you don't mind. And I've got a sort of a wise guy pick here that, frankly, I have absolutely no idea if it's going to work out or not. Um, I watched She's a Mia. I'll just talk about She's a Mia first, anyway. I got to tell you, she doesn't do a lot for me maybe she's just better than this field but like she's not is she improving i mean she's run 
She ran a 72 by her last year, guys. And then this year has run two 73s. And her last race, she really did not have many excuses. She lost to a decent horse, but I don't know. She's coming back in like three weeks also. Just There's a lot of things that I don't like about She's and Mia, other than the fact that she looks like she's the fastest on paper. So I don't know. People can decide. I think seven to five, if you're going to bet a win bet on this horse, I think seven to five is a crazy, uh, crazy um, underlay in my opinion. Guys, I'm interested in classic Lynn a little bit. Joe Sharp is really good off the layoff. This horse has one race, one race going two turns. It was last year as a two-year-old in October and won very well The 64 buyer. Has been training well. Um, obviously can get the distance. Um, has tactical speed. I really don't have a lot to say about this race, guys. I think it's very difficult. I guess my main thing that I want to say is I'm, just not, I'm not sold on She's a Mia. She just doesn't, I don't know, she can win. She doesn't do much for me. I've got the three. Lisa's vision. I like Jorge Abreu. I don't know if this horse gets the distance. Another horse with tactical speed. Again, I don't like the five to two morning line at all. Guys, I thought if, if it wasn't, if, if the five doesn't win, I thought it could be many others. I'm not a huge fan of the five. Uh, Paul, you're thinking the same way as I do. Oddly enough, I would four five. Yeah, th- this is the only Easy race game. that, and, <laughs> yeah, until tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Uh, this is the only race in a caveman I, that I was I was down to two. I didn't single anywhere, and I went with these two. Okay. And the five, I kind of agree with you. The five is more a defensive pick. And, you know, Howard, the answer to your question is, why is this horse running back in three weeks? Is Because there's a race for three-year-old New York oh, Phillies right. with no, 125,000. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. think I said why she ran back. I, I think she said I don't. I just don't like that. But I understand. Why yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. And and yeah, my yeah, point yeah. is, I I don't think she would be if there weren't one hundred twenty five thousand dollars on the table tomorrow. And, you know, this this yeah. horse this horse ran second the last two races at uh, six to five and two to one. Right. So um, you know, for me, she's a defensive use. But you know, Joe Shop has won a race. Uh, you know, this horse has only run on turf twice. He he, he broke his uh, – he started at she, Saratoga she, last year. She, 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 she Paul. Uh, she We're started at Saratoga last year. Eventually. I know. No kidding. And then uh, broke her maiden on it. And, you, uh, you know, the last race was on the slot, but Venti Valentine turns into a pretty good racehorse. So yeah. I, I think I'd be very happy with four to one on the four, Howard. And by the way, in the other dirt race, you lost a classy edition, who's also a nice horse. I mean, right? I mean, right? I just, I mean, yeah. And the turf uh, breeding's okay on the dam side. Yeah. Right? So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. With I you. think this. I think this horse is okay. Uh, Pete, what about Pete? What, is, what about our host, Pete? What is Pete? <laughs> I'm not hosting Pete? today, so I have no smarts today. Not, I don't know, I don't how know much anything. You, I don't know how much Pete loves She's a Mia, but uh, talk real quick. And then you I the well, Pete, and then we'll move on. No, well, I actually singled She's a Mia in our pick five, but not, be- but not because not because I love her more than anything else. It's just more of a singling the seven to five in a horizontal bet. Boo! 
Hey, what are you talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> Not when I hit the three bombs and when the Argentinian horse wins at 12 to one in the last, in the prior race, then I'm going to be, 12 gonna be to singing one. a beautiful two. Yeah. Hell, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say five to one on that Argentina horse tomorrow. But anyway, we'll see. Go ahead. By the way, and this was one where I just had, there were so many horses in this race where I just had, <laughs> there were just terrible stats against them. And I didn't like really? any of them on paper. And then there was just some bad stats that I just didn't like. And I was like, you know okay. what? I'm going to, I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm going to go with the five hope because Clement's actually pretty good coming back in that short of a, in that short of a stretch. So he's actually, I think he's like 20 something percent, 50 something percent in the money. So he's pretty good on okay. those quick turnarounds. Like the three Lisa's vision. I had, I don't know. What was that stat that just, um, did you just put one up? Oh, go sprint, sprint route, bread to stretch out. Yeah. So I had like yeah, the yeah. sire was 6% in turf roots. Abreu is one for 27 first route on turf. If you exclude yeah. first time starters. So I just had each one of them had a little something. And again, I just sort of threw my hands up in the air and said, you know what? I kind of like the five. I like the quick turnaround potentially. Maybe they think she's fit and they want to get her back. Or it's just the yeah. fact, like Paul said, that they just see the nice purse. And they yeah, could Soul fit her Lee, in this Soul race. Is so try to wire the field, do frames. Well, that was I, I put uh, the one in second purely for the again <laughs> there you go. the speed wire from job. yeah, Saez on a speed horse from the rail can just gun it out. And then there's not a ton of speed. The only the second best speed is a is a main track only, so it's probably not gonna yeah. get in. So this one is speed by a pretty decent distance. So I was like, well, okay, if this yeah. one just jumps off the reel. I mean, look at those. Fra I mean, that one, the 130, 130, 121 yeah. time forms last time. In so. open company, open company, by the way. I've got the one three. By the way, I have the one three as Bs. I just realized, Pete, within the first was the first weekend I broke my reel. Remember, I put my hat up. I swore I wasn't going to lose to a speed horse on the lead. And with a price and an Italian does it for me in the biggest race of the weekend. So I mean, I already, it's unbelievable, I already right? up my pledge. Um, I'm well, you, you see, I, I fixed that. I fixed that today. I'm going with, I'm not, I'm not, not including the speed of the speed in any of these races. If I can help. Hey, it. hey Pete, Michael, Brian, already, we've talked about this before and Paul, feel free to chime in. You got three horses that have been on Lasix that are off. It's not something that I pay attention to, but Paul or Pete, any yeah. thoughts there on Michael's uh, interesting comment? It's 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 a factor, you know. You you have to decide, you know, how much of a factor. But it's a factor. But I, I will tell you, the three Howard is a horse that I think is going to take money. That is a better get. If you want to talk about a non-key race, take a look at the race the three is coming out of and what the horses they've all run back except for him one second, one third, and the rest of them have been fourth, fifth, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. Uh, all at uh, big odds. So uh, I am definitely against the three. And I'd like to acknowledge, Howard, uh, in the chat, my good friend, Dr. Jeff Mora, who I oh. will be bunking down with at Saratoga in just well, another two weeks. Um, he is heading up there Sunday. He's going to beat me there, but he promises to have a drink ready when I get there. <laughs> Jeff, I hope to meet you someday. I hope, I, it's not going to be this summer, but perhaps next summer. Um, we can all work out uh, uh, that out. But, uh, Jeff, enjoy your time up in um, up at Saratoga. All right, guys, let's go on to the uh, last race. This looks like to be a spread for sure. Last race, go to there, go to there. I should let Pete switch everything, see how, see how, see how he does. Get some prayer. I don't, actually, you can't. You can't switch everything, can you, Pete? Yeah, I, well, I can't. I can't. I could share my screen. I can't share your screen, obviously. Yeah, okay. okay, no worries. <laughs> We're um, not anyway, that technically sound. <laughs> uh, the last race of the pick five tomorrow. 
uh, is a maiden 40 claimer <laughs> on the turf. Ye. Five and a half yeah. furlongs, three-year-olds and up. It's a cluster F. It's a huge field. I'll run it down there all the way. It's a field of actually 10 if if both the entries run. You got a more line favorite, number six, Blinding Light, a Pennsylvania bred for uh, George Weaver. who's actually got a, a two in here uh, for Manny Franco. And, Paul, I'm going to go to you. I thought this was a very difficult race. You are going with the one, which it doesn't look like myself or Pete has at all the money. Was it the one or the one that you liked more? I know you get both of them, uh, Paul, but did you prefer uh, one of these That's two? I, I prefer to have two for the price of one in a race like this, Howard. <laughs> all right, well, go ahead. Fire um, race, sir. What do you like about these? Well, this, we got, uh, we'll start with the if, – if on the bottom, the one A is certainly okay. the breeding's there with a tourist uh, yeah. who, who – I'm a little partial to won the Breeders' Cup mile the day that we hit the pick six in the uh, uh, Breeders' Cup. Um, but uh, he's bred for it. And, you know, Chris Engelhart does does well with a small sample. Uh, the horse I would like to talk about, how I, I'm really if, – if Pete were putting up his stats tomorrow, he would have a negative stat on this six because shipping into Saratoga um, – in this situation, going from maiden special weight to maiden claiming, Weaver is one for 12. So I'll, okay. I'll be against the six, and uh, okay. I, I, I want the entry. And uh, I, I do have Weaver on the hometown horse, the other horse, because I, I always want Saez in a race like this, Howard, because I always think there's a chance he's just going to go and, and not stop. Uh, he, he will be aggressive. So those would be my top two, the entry and the three. Hey, Paul, I actually – oh, sorry, Howard. I was just going to say real quick for Paul, I actually had a Weaver 0 for 11 with the combination of dirt to turf and the drop from maiden special weight to maiden claiming as well. So that's why I was sort of – it gave me enough reasons to dump the six out of of everything I was doing. Yeah, so he should be a lock by now. Yeah, it's easy winner. Wins by seven. I have the six and second for just – and some of those stats I wasn't aware of. Um this horse is not bred at all, at all, for turf. Like zero turf breeding. I mean, the, he, he, I mean, she's out of a hard spun, um, you know, mare. So you know, I suppose, but basically, very little turf breeding. The only reason I like the six, well, two reasons. One is early speed and a bad race, and number two, Weaver obviously thinks the horse can run on turf because he's this horse has been training over uh, the turf at Saratoga for, you know, four rate, four times. So, uh, but I agree with you guys in general, I'm not a huge fan of this six. Uh, Paul, do you want to mention anything else before I go to Pete here? Uh, no, I, I, like I say, if, if I were blowing caveman, I'd be focusing on the one and three, but in an ABC, I mean, I will have the six probably very defensively in an ABC, okay. uh, but uh, I, I, the one and three would be uh, my top selections. By the way, and speaking I, of jockeys, ent- I, I need both parts of the entry to go out. This is a math problem, Howard. You should appreciate it. I want <laughs> okay. twice the chance with the one. I hear you. Uh, by the way, for people who didn't hear, Junior Alvarado has officially moved his tack to Saratoga now. So you're going to see Junior Alvarado is a very excellent veteran jockey, a guy that I saw at Arlington cut his teeth there. But he's been around a long time. But he is now at Saratoga. So you're going to see him there. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pete, you're going with Super Quality, who apparently is Super Quality. This is the other Weaver. 
Yeah, this is the other Weaver. I, the second off the layoff came back. They they put the horse a little bit, not much of a layoff, but, you know, a couple months. But they put this horse on the turf in this in this same company. It runs a nice race. You know, it runs a nice race. It runs a nice buyer. The horse that the horse that won Starry Starry Night came back with a 71 buyer and a starter allowance. So, it, you know, there was some quality at least ahead of it. So it wasn't like it lost to some some dog. And actually the four horse, you know, the four horse is OK. It's nothing terrible, but at least there was something in that race. I also liked the last two works. You see the bullet 48. You see the the 49 and one, which is only two out of 64. It's not the best time, but at least the it seems like it's it was sharp a little bit going into that last race. And it came out of the race sharp, which I generally like. And then it keeps Saez again, which, of course, I, I think what Paul said, it makes sense. In a race like this, I like Saez. There is some speed. We got four. I mean, we have four horses with the 100-plus time form ratings, two with 120-plus. So yeah. hopefully there's some speed up front. And this one looks tactical enough to be able to sit off that speed with Saez and then hopefully pounce. Well, there is a lot of speed. The three's got speed. The four's got speed, like Pete just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, the, the six has speed. I think there was another outside horse. The eight absolutely has speed. Uh, yeah, the eight is fast. Pilar's, uh, but I, I don't – I mean, even if the eight outbreaks everyone, I have zero confidence the horse can get the distance. Um, and then I, I have a feeling one of these outside horses is going to show speed. Um, because of all that, guys, I went with Rum and Tonic, who – if you look at this horse real carefully, first of all, I like the I like Michael Maker and I like the drop in class. I think that's what this horse needs. I don't think Tyler's going to be sending. I think Tyler's just going to sit on the inside. Um, this horse, you know, ran okay on dirt also, but I think has a little more of a turf green with the with the uh, candy ride and mass there. The second family seemed to be just as good as everyone else. Um, and I just wasn't really blown away with a lot of horses. I was trying to go with a little bit of a price. So I'm thinking that Rum and Tonic will sit on the inside, wait for a hole, maybe find some room and get there at a decent price in a race where, frankly, guys, there's a lot of horses I don't like. Um, and I really wanted to find a closer, but I couldn't find one. Although I think the seven, and Pete, you got the seven in second. And actually, last horse we're going to talk about, I've got the seven as a B. Big Woo. I actually find this horse really interesting. You want to talk about uh, Big Woo for a second? Because on paper, I mean, he DNF last time, and you have him second. I am as a B. Yeah, I mean, I almost like that better where, I mean, it looks like something must have happened. I mean, it was, well, first of all, they tried to put it on the turf and it, and it got taken off. Then whatever happened in that race, it was eased and just sort of walked off. And then it's been off since October. But I like, if you look three back on that workout tab, it's got a 46 and four at Churchill, yeah. which is fantastic. Then it comes back with a with a 47 and four at Churchill, yeah. 48 and one. So this horse just seems sharp. I love the, the the angle of first time gelding, first time Lasix as well. So I don't know if maybe there was a bleeding problem in that first one. It didn't have Lasix last year when it ran. It picks up Jose Ortiz, which is great. And it also has, um, there was actually some good horses in that race. Not that it mattered because it didn't run, but there was actually, they had it in a pretty decent maiden special weight. I mean, Camp David, I think, came back in, um, was yeah. in the Matt Wynn recently. So, you know, there's some solid horses in there. Yeah, Wicked Genius, I think, is is okay. Again, nothing, no world okay. beaters, but no. at least it looked like it was a decent maiden special. They put this horse in. 
Um, the only thing I didn't like, I had Catalano at one for 25 off this type of layoff, but yeah, yeah I don't care. But you, you know, these are, these aren't the best horses. There's negative statistics on pretty much on a lot of these. So I, I like this one. I almost put it as my top choice. I figured it didn't matter that much because on my ticket, it's an A on my horizontal. You know, Wayne Catalano is not going to embarrass himself. This is his first starter this year at Saratoga. So I don't know. He's working really. I, <laughs> what a surprise! So the turf breeding is questionable. Not much there. There's not much pedigree there for for turf. Okay. Okay. No. But I like the fact, Paul. I like the fact, Paul, that the first race they did, you know, they were planning to run this horse. They on wanted the turf, to run him on and, turf. And, and, the work, and they actually worked. And if he didn't have that workout on the turf, I'd be a little more leery too. But he actually, it looked like he went over it well. I mean, a forty-six and four, yeah. you can't, you can't cheat your way to that on the on the turf and a workout. I don't care how fast the the turf well, that, is. It's that was a nice Churchill workout. turf, Pete. So we never. Know yeah, that's true. You never know on. what the hell it is. But at least he's been on it, and he he didn't fall down, and he didn't run like a fifty-two on it. So I'll I'll take it i mean again and it's 15 to 1 in a race yeah. where we've all said it, nobody's a world beater so i'll take that price any day of the week especially because i'm backing it up with a couple of lower you know a couple lower yeah. price horses paul for what it's worth the dam the damn ever queen had one turf start ran a 77 buyer in a turf sprint at del mar just throwing that out there so uh but yeah not a lot not a lot of turf breeding but listen isn't this the kind of race where some crazy crap could happen? So I don't know who knew. Absolutely. Steve, Steve, there you go, Steve. Steve, I, like I love it. you, man. I like Just it, Steve. Let's go do it, for man. it, Steve. Why not? There you go. I we like got a it. lot of we got a lot of love for Big Woo in the in the comments. By Ooh. the way, that, that I'm hoping that doesn't mean that this horse is going to wind up being like a five to one shot. Let's let's yeah. keep it quiet, everybody. Uh, not in Saratoga, Pete. The, the pools are too big for that. That's in Saratoga. true. Guys, as I bring up our pick fives. Let me ask you a question. So you own a horse, right? And you're like, what should we call this horse? What Let's call him Big Woo. You think well, he likes me? Is it? Is this is a. It's a boy, right? Is this a boy? Oh, for Worcester, yep. the, the nickname of Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts, affectionately known as males. the Woo. Okay. The big Woo. Okay. Jerry, I, I don't know. Just what does he call the barn? Woo. Probably. I don't know. And by the <laughs> way, if you're a Cub fan, you might remember Cubs. Woo, Cubs. Woo. There was a guy. Whatever. Anyway, you have to be a Cubs fan to know what I'm talking about. Anyway. <laughs> These guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, all right, let's go on to the pick five. Pete, we'll have you talk first. Um, there's your pick five. I'll call it out. Pete's got two, four, five with two, three, nine with one, two, three, six, seven, nine with five. She's a Mia as a single with three, four, seven, 81 bucks. Pete, real quick, you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, my thinking was I, I wanted to have a single because I wanted to go really deep in that third leg. And the only soft single that I had was that she's a me in the fourth leg. And then, but I think I have enough prices around it. If a couple of them could come in to make up for the fact that she's probably going to be pretty chalky. Okay. Um, Paul, you're going two, three with two, three, six with one, two, three, six, nine, also very sprite in the third leg with four, yeah. five with one, three, six, 90 bucks. Yeah, we talked about that third leg. I think it's difficult. And I think the first leg is more difficult than too deep. But Uncle Howard limits me in my uh, – I'm hoping, Peter, to save up on my allowance and someday to be able to do an $108 ticket. 108 yeah. Oh, mine Uncle always – I always want to – I almost – I did one today where I added a horse and it was at that 108. I'm like, shoot, I got to take it out. I got to take it Pete, out. Pete, you know what? Pete, tomorrow night 
we could do like a three hundred. Tomorrow we do whatever the hell we want, <laughs> Paul. We're going. That's why I won't. I won't be there, guys. It'll be, Name it'll man's, a complete maybe. free for all tomorrow, everyone. Yeah. I and speak, Howard. Speaking of money, I know you're going to talk about your ticket, but when we're done, Howard, before we get off, yeah. let's talk about the handle for the first weekend in Saratoga. But you do your ticket first. Okay. Oh, Ray handle was amazing. That handle. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the le. Ah, I know. Okay, we can talk about that. Here's here's, here's my pick five, uh, guys. I'm going completely different than you are in the first leg. And again, we all play ABC. Blah blah blah. I really like the one Prince. I can't remember the Prince James. I really think he's interesting. And if not, I think Happy Farm is just going to stalk aristocratic and go by. Um, I would not go that deep in the first leg because I have to go deep other places. So I'm going one six. With two, three, four, I'm going two, eight, nine in the third leg. I didn't even talk about the eight, but again, that'd be a, I'd be praying. I have zero confidence in that third leg going only two, eight, nine, four, five. And then I, my spread race is the last race. Uh, one, I have one A. I understand. Yes, I know I get the one. I just put one A in there, guys, because if the one A is scratched, then I would not use the one. I just want to make that clear for everyone listening uh viewing and listening that the one a is scratched tomorrow in the last race i personally would not use the one i would go a different direction two three six seven also i'm using big woo in the last race uh ninety (laughs) dollars what's what a surprise i think it's a very tough uh sequence in general i'd love to single she's in the ap i just I just don't think she's that good, and I'm, I'm gonna. I, I feel like I have to use others there. So a very difficult sequence. Uh, Mr. Halloran, Mr. Saratoga Special, uh, we'll end the show with you. Amazing, incredible money spent at Saratoga <laughs> opening week. It's incredible. One hundred and six point four million dollars in all sources handle in four days, eighteen percent over last year. And remember, last year. Wow. People were chomping at the bit because they couldn't go there in 2020, uh, other than those of us who were there with 200 people. Um, but people were ready, raring to go last year. And I'm going to tell you, Howard, they did that. They're up 18 percent. And it's I know it's only four days and they were absolutely benefited from a pick six carryover on day two and a double yeah. carryover on day three. The weather was great. I get it. But let's just play this out, and let's say you carry you're a math guy, Howard. If they go 18 20%, they handled $815 million last year for the meet. So you tack on 20% of that. What are you at, about nine seventy five? Yeah, yeah. If the yeah, but again, won- the carryover, I think. Well, that's not going to be the last time that happens, by the way. Um, but there's a double, double carryover. Fine. I, I don't you think not only that, I think the fact that there was nothing was taken off the turf and there were big fields. The weather definitely factors into this also, correct, Paul? Without question. There's everything lined up, but but like I say, I know for a fact people were dying to get at it last year and they they were up eighteen percent over opening weekend last year. I'm saying, Howard, that if everything were to align, could they ever handle a billion dollars for the meat? No, but I'll give you, I'll give you another reason. Like this weekend, for example, uh, you've got Del Mar's opening. Del Mar did not, I mean, nothing was going on last week. I mean, That's they really true. had themselves. Del Mar's opening Friday. You got the Haskell Saturday. I think this weekend will really tell what kind of, I think it'll go back to the norm. Listen, I'm, I hope they 
handle a zillion dollars. I mean, I'm not. I love Saratoga. I'm just trying to. Well, Delmar, remember, Delmar only interferes on Saturday and Sunday because they start at seven o'clock on Friday. And I hope you'll be betting it Friday night from whatever restaurant you're at. That's the the only way to do Saratoga is to bet the Delmar card when you're out to dinner. I'll be Um, be at Salivo Friday night. Well, there you go. You uh, outside or in? Uh, outside. In, I don't know if they're gonna have TVs out there. I'm not sure, but anyway. But uh, no, I, I mean that's just. But I'm just saying though, what what a start, and 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 it's, oh, uh, it's unbelievable. And attendance was up 10, percent and remember the attendance figure takes into account people who have season passes. So um, yeah, Matt, you're right, Matt. If you put out Absolutely. a good product, and more importantly, a good product with good field size, and that should continue throughout the meet. Uh, and I'll be able to, as C Money, and you know this, Paul. Um, every TV in Saratoga Springs will have TVG. What a town, C Money! That's I'm gonna, ex- I'll be experiencing that uh, very soon, guys. It's been a real pleasure tonight. We had a lot of people watching. Very impressed with our viewership uh, tonight, and great participation by everyone. Just a reminder again: tomorrow, a few quick reminders to rest of the week. Now, tomorrow night, Mr. Pete Visco will be hosting. I'm very excited to. Hear how the show goes. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Paul, of course, will be uh, co-hosting. They're going to be talking about the Haskell stakes and the card on Saturday in Monmouth. It's a fantastic card. Again, everyone's going to be looking at those PPs really for the first time uh, because the PPs are not going to come out to literally a few hours before the show. But I'm sure Pete and Paul, at the very least, will, if they don't have uh, straight picks for these races, they will be handicapping these races along with you and maybe taking you uh, through some of their ideas on how they uh, handicap a race, which I think will be uh, very fascinating. I, of course, will not be there tomorrow. I'll be on a flight tomorrow morning and I have to pack because I haven't even started packing yet. I'll be doing that in just a little bit. Last thing, the race day blog. Again, Pete and Paul will be covering the race day blog. It's going to be cover- It's going to be covering Monmouth on Saturday and Saratoga on Saturday, so we look forward to some awesome uh, picks and stats for the race day blog. Guys, I think that just about covers it. So, for the newest host tomorrow, Pete Visco, and Saratoga Special's own and co-host Paul Halloran, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz, episode 159. Wally Pip. This is your host, Wally HHH, Pip. Known as Wally Pip, HHH Racing Podcast. Please make sure you check out Twitter. Check out Twitter this weekend. I'll be sending out a bunch of stuff. And if you happen to be in Saratoga this weekend, send me a DM or a quick email, and we'll see if we can hook up at the track. I will be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and perhaps the last two races uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. Good luck at Saratoga, not only this weekend, but especially tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Good night.